Hello to the good people of Fitz Nation. Happy to have you for another episode. This is a repost of my conversation with Yair Rodriguez. This is from a couple of years ago at this point, February of 2020. I was in person with Yair. That was when I did all of my episodes in person, and I had no video component. And of course, the pandemic strikes about a month later, and I thought, well, there goes my podcast. I can't sit down with anybody. But it also helped me open my mind to think of what this show could be if I choose to go virtually connected. And obviously later that year, I did so. But also with this Yair Rodriguez episode, after talking with him, and if you listen to this upcoming conversation we had, you will hear the emotion that he feels when he thinks back on the memories of his career, both coming up, uh, his experience with the Ultimate Fighter, and especially when he fought the Korean Zombie uh, on short notice at the UFC 25th anniversary show in Denver. And of course, that's when he landed the crazy up elbow with one second to go to get one of the most show-stopping victories we'll ever see in UFC history. And after I talked with him, I said, I got to get this on video because it was so powerful to sit in front of him and see tears welling up in his eyes as he thinks about what certain memories meant to him and his career. So we'll get to that. Um, we'll also get to new episodes of Fitz Nation coming up. In a couple of days, I have Chris Curtis. I have new episodes lined up for the rest of the summer. I think we'll be able to make it so that we have new episodes every single week for the rest of 2022 on Fitz Nation. I am very, very excited about the trajectory of the show. And of course, almost all of that is thanks to you listening right now. Also, just want to remind you that Fitz Nation is now supported by Manscaped. You can head to manscaped.com, use the promo code FITS20, and get 20% off your order and free shipping. I'll save you the big, long ad read right now, but I got to tell you, they sent me a nice package, and I used it over the weekend, and uh, it's nice. I mean, it's a good piece of equipment there. Use the nose trimmer before I went on the air on ESPN over the weekend. So it's helpful stuff, and if you support them, it supports the show, and I love investing back into this show to give you, the listener and the viewers, the best possible product, the best possible content that I can so that's the deal there. All right, I'm not going to blabber on too much longer. Let's get to this old-fashioned Fits and a Fighter. That's what the show was called back then. Fits and a Fighter with Yair Rodriguez from February of 2020. Enjoy. Yair Rodriguez. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thanks for being on Fits and a Fighter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TV. So, um... Do you know the whole fallout that happened with me in Mexico City? Did you see that I've hid under a table? Yeah, I see. I see. I saw a video. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that for sure. Quite a moment. Uh, we're going to get to that later. And I obviously know that you made it right in Boston by fighting Jeremy Stevens. But, uh, man, um, thanks for doing this. I love watching you fight. I, like, you were just... Uh, and when I met you in Denver for the first time, I love talking to you. And uh, you just deliver every time. So thanks for thanks for doing this, man. You're... you're uh, quite fun to watch um first of all just like how are you after after a big win over jeremy stevens what's what's it been like in the last few months it's been it's been great you know i had the time to to go and hang out with my family down to my hometown 
um, after the fight, which was good, you know. I, yeah. uh, it, sometimes you, you, can, you can't enjoy your family because you have to be working and right. stuff like that, you know. This time I had the opportunity and uh, I feel glad because of that. And uh, it was a great experience, you know, fighting this guy with uh, a lot of experience that, that he always brings, you know, right. good fights to the table. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to, to go through all that process. Yeah. You know, for me. And how it happened, too. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that as we kind of loop it back around. But so you're from Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, right? Um, what, uh, what was it like growing up for you? Um, it was good, you know, I had, I think I have a, a good childhood, you know, uh, we went through ups and downs, um, money-wise, but as family, we always, like, stick together, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, where I grew up, it's like a lot of, you have access to a lot of things, it can be tobacco, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be, whatever, you can have access to that easily, you know? And uh, it's not just for me, it's just for like a lot of people, you know? And uh, you grow up watching that and being surrounded about, um, around all this bad stuff, you know? Right. Uh, so it's just, uh, you get used to it, you think it's normal at some point, you know? But, then, but whenever you go by back there, whenever I go back there, it's like, fuck, man, it's, and the way that I grew up is, is the, you know, it's, it's been it's been good. It's been I, I'm glad that I had the, the childhood that I had, but still, was hard, you know. Right. So you you go back and observe it, and what's your feeling? Is it almost like you can't believe what it is and what you had to grow up in? Yeah, it's just just the fact that I'm here t- talking to you is just. It was like a small possibility, you know. It was like a really, really small window for me to be here right now, because as you grow up, you know, you are surrounded about all this bad stuff. You know, you, you sometimes you, you get into it or whatever. You know, whenever you're young and wild and stupid, and uh, you know what I think it helped helped me out it was like the sport. You know, and my family they never let me down. They always pushing, you know, because I'm, I'm, I have always had a lot of energy yeah. uh, since I was a kid, you know, and I, that created a lot of uh, problems, like, growing up, you know, I, I was like the, the black sheep of my family and stuff, you know, I was like the, the bad guy, you know, everybody was like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you were the he, rambunctious yeah, little guy. He yeah, he doesn't stop, a lot of energy, I was getting trouble, you know, I was a purple eye here and there, and you know, getting in trouble, you know, as a, as a, as a young guy. And, um, you know, I started, like, straightening up when I was about 17, 18 years old. Uh, I stopped, like, doing a lot of bad things that I was doing. I stopped, like, surrounding myself from negative people or people that were just bringing me back to, to what was bad, you know, what I, what I knew was bad. And um, I stopped, like, focusing on the bad. I started changing my habits, stopped doing stuff. Uh, like just trying to to be every time better, you know. I didn't want the same for me, you know. Yeah. As I as I I watched, you know, my friends getting uh, older, uh, father, you know, or they weren't doing nothing, you know, basically with their lives or whatever, you know. And I was like, 
man, I have to do something, you know, for my life if I don't want to, like, I know school isn't going to be, you know, that's for sure. I don't, I don't have any, any idea of what, what the fuck am I going to study after high school, you know, I, what I want to do is fight, you know, I've been doing this since I was five years old and this is all what I wanted to do. Yeah. And my family was like, like, fuck, like, do you really want to do that for a living? Like, you think about it, you know, like you're not winning too much money, you're still in high school, like, uh, think on, on a career that you can study before you go, like, full trial, you know, you can keep studying and then with your career time, and yeah. stuff, you know, but I was, like, decided, like, no, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, yeah. I, I want to stop school now yeah. and go do this. Right. And my family was like, no, please, just finish high school. And then <laughs> you will see, we'll see, right. be step by step, okay? We trust you and we know have, you have a lot of talent and stuff, but it's, it's not the correct way to do it. You know, it wasn't, right. it wasn't, mm, I don't know how to say it, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't know this was going to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> it of course, it's unknown. Yeah, it wasn't it's just, known. You just want to follow your passion, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you had mom and dad at home, mm-hmm. and then do you have sisters and brothers? Yeah, I have siblings. My brother, my older brother, he's 28. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, 29th, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. And my little sister, she's 21. Okay. And uh, I have a half-sister. Uh-huh. She, uh, my, my father had a, a marriage before my, mo- my mom, mm-hmm. so she, my half-sister is uh, 33. Okay. You know? Uh, Everybody still lives in Chihuahua there, or are they kind of spread out now? Uh, so my my mom, dad, and my sister there in my hometown, Parral, yeah, yeah. Um, as my sister is keep keeps studying down there, and my brother is in Juarez, mm-hmm. and the, like the yeah, right on uh, by El Paso. By El Paso, yeah. Um, when you say you were exposed to a lot of bad stuff, and you said you stopped doing bad stuff when you were 17, 18 years old, and tried to straighten it out. Like, what was the stuff that you were into, if you want to get into it, that kind of you needed to be pulled back from? I used to think just doing bad stuff. Like, I was, I started drinking when I was 14 years old. I was, I started smoking when I was 13, 14 years old, you know? Yeah. And of course, my dad, if my dad hears this, he will be really disappointed, of course, you know? And nobody teaches you to do that, you know? But no, you, everything that you learn is not just from your house, you know. Yeah. Maybe the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's up to you, you know, do whenever you are. Like, I, my mom used to say something in Spanish, like, she, in referring to that I was light of the street, uh-huh. darkness of my house, you know, because I was always on the street. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, you're always on the street, like, like, come to the house, like, spend time here. Right. You know, because I always wanted to do stuff with this energy, you know. It mm-hmm. was like, biking was roller skating, he was running, he was doing anything, you know, and if I wasn't doing that, I was doing like, I don't know, maybe, was, I don't Graffiti? Know. Yeah. Graffiti may- on the walls? Yeah, stuff yeah. like that, you know, I was growing up with your friends, right. shoulder friends or whatever. A little mischief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that, yeah, just, just that kind of stuff. But nothing serious? Nothing serious. Yeah. No. Um, how were your grades? How, how did you like school? I didn't like it. No. <laughs> no. Too much energy. I hadn't, I, so... I have trouble, like, because I, I get boring really easy. Uh-huh. And whenever um, I have a boring person in front of me, it's like, man, it's like I don't want to learn. Right. I don't, like, fuck this. I'm doing any, everything, anything else, you know. Yeah. I can be doing anything else. But, like, if somebody, like, tried to prove a point on me or somebody calls me dumb or whatever, I'll prove them. 
Like, no, motherfucker, I'm not fucking dumb. Like, yeah. You are fucking boring as shit. <laughs> and you don't know how to teach, but I can show you right away. Right. So that happened to me a couple of times where they, like, if your son doesn't get straight up, like, with the grades, he, he needs straight up, it's straight A for, right. you know, for keep on going or whatever. It was like, fuck, I don't have problems. You, you, know? you did it. I did it. When it was time to do it, yeah, you did it. Yeah, fucking did it. But other than that, you were bored. Clean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> other than that, I was born. You know, yeah. and I always had a, a lot of problems with uh, my uh, teachers at school, you know, because I felt, so I have a lot of problems with authority. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like it. You know, I still. Like, yeah, still. I don't fucking like it. You know, I don't have a problem whenever somebody approaches to me, like, respectfully and stuff, but if somebody tries to, to, like, prove a pawn or something like that, like, or be, like, really, with that authority, I'll, I'll show him. Yeah. You know? You, yeah. So I've been always like that. With your teachers? With my teachers. With you in school in Yeah, general. like, do you want to, like, do you want to get out and fucking fight? I don't have a fucking problem. Like, we can do that right now. Yeah. Like, hey, you, gotta, you have to slow down. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you want to fucking fight? Let's go. You know, fucking calling my dad. Like, hey, your son wants to fucking fight me and shit, you know? <laughs> like the teachers. Like the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And they wow. were calling my, my mom and stuff. For mm -hmm. <clears throat> but you made it. Um, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing okay now. Yeah. When um, did you understand? Was was fighting your only sport? Or did you play other sports? No, no, no. I play tons of sports. Yeah. Like my first thing was running. Okay. Before uh, martial arts, any martial art was running. And when I was in kindergarten, I was competing like little races there. You yeah. Know? And yeah, but I've been always competitive. And after that, it was. Um, so I've been always in the, like in the athletic team of, of my schools. So right. I have always been in, in the running team, like long, like long. I don't know how to call it, like long jumps and then yeah, sure, high, track and field, track and field, all right. that. Yeah, yeah I, I did all that growing up. Like that was my first sport ever. Mm -hmm. And then I did taekwondo when I was five years old until I was like eight. So that was like three years, and then I stopped for like. Two, two years, and then I went to judo. Okay. Two years, and then I went back to taekwondo for some 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 years. So total eight years of yeah. taekwondo, two of judo. I was in boxing for like almost a year, kickboxing for almost a year as well, or a year, and then kickboxing, and then I started doing like a little bit of karate when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was representing my my school, like in nationals and stuff, because so they they knew that I was that I was training, that I that I knew that I had some knowledge about right. like fighting, so they invited me, and mm -hmm. I did. I never practiced karate or anything like that, and then in two weeks I went and win uh, two two. You won silvers, the state championship. Two silvers, not two silver. of silver, so yeah, silver. no training. Yeah, I didn't, karate, yeah, I didn't right. understand like yeah. really well the game, but. You know, points and stuff. So different. when, so martial arts kind of kept pulling you back. Like yeah. you kind of kept doing different combat sports. Mm -hmm. When did you decide uh, that you want to be a fighter? When I was the, the, uh, 17. So that's, this is... What happened? So um, I was getting into trouble and stuff, you know, and especially with my family, I, I was like really, really wild. And my family um, took me to this, uh, this girl. She was a psychologist, okay. you know, and uh, I did it. I like probes with her and stuff, you know, she stood at me first and then uh, we, we, get, we get back with my family and she was like, you, ha you don't have a lot of energy. 
And uh, you know, he, ha like I have, like if I don't care, I won't focus. Like I don't give a shit, but, but once my focus is on something, I'll be like a bl plus 100%. Yeah. You know? Obsessed with it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of obsessed with it. That's why I don't like to go into deep into things because I like get, I get really, really attached to a feeling or something. You know? Right. I, even now, I was like that. So she was like, he has to find something that really drains his energy out because if he doesn't do that, that's gonna keep him, bring him into problem, into doing bad stuff, into getting in trouble, into fighting in the streets, into you know whatever whatever energy he can spend, however he can spend it. He will do, but he has to do it. Right. You know, I will like put it into something positive. Yeah. Yeah. Into something positive. And so your parents then encourage you to keep training. Yeah, encourage me to, uh, like, okay, let's look for a, for a sport because you know uh, my father told me always like, you you always try. A todo le tiras y a nada le pegas, so it means like, like you were, I was trying to train every single sport, but I wasn't really training. Either one of those. Right. Like, you speak a sport and fucking be really good at it. You were like, a jack be... of, as we call in the States, a jack of all trades, a master of none. Yes. Right? Like, I was doing that. Uh -huh. Right. And so, instead of going shallow and wide, you wanted to go narrow and deep. Right? Okay. On, on that sport. You wanted to really focus on one thing. Yeah. 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 So, he, he, he really wanted me to do that. You know, because, so I learned, I, I'm a fast learner. Mm -hmm. uh, so, as I'm, I was telling you, I get bored really easy. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I learn stuff like real quick, and I understand it, it's like, fuck, what else? Right. You know. So I want to keep on learning, and I always keep on wanna like level, like level up, level up, level yeah. up. You know. And uh, you know, I was just trying to face different, different things. You know. Okay. Now, now, what about this? Okay. I was just putting it on my mind. Now, what about my boxing or kickboxing? You know, I started learning the differences in between why a boxer hits harder than a kickboxer or with the punches, you know, or why a Taekwondo guy can hit faster and harder than a kickboxing or Muay Thai guy or stuff like that, you know? Like, I was, I was wondering all that, and one day, walking with my mom in the street, in the street down the street, looking for something, like, to do, uh, we, found out, we found out about this gym. He, he said, Paletudo out, out there, uh, kind of told me everything, you yeah. know? So I was like, what the fuck are they doing in there? Like, you never seen something like that. Like, they grabbing, doing, like, jiu-jitsu and stuff. I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, let, let me, let me, let's go inside here. Like, we went inside there. I was with my mom. And uh, I was like, they were, they started explaining me all this, you know? And uh, I remember uh, watching videos with my cousin of Pride uh, and all these, Old school, the you old know. UFCs and stuff. Uh, yeah, like yeah. not even the UFC, like 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 before. Yeah, not before, uh, like Pride and all that, like Mirko Krokop, right, right, Theory Millionenko, all that. Whenever it was like Valetudo, like yes. fucking hitting the yeah. ground and shit. Yeah, and then I used to go and fight in the like, like right in their house, like like in the ba in the backyard, uh -huh. like fight with my cousins, right. you know, or <laughs> we didn't give a fuck, you know. Yeah, we were like. Uh, so it was that constant, it was mixed martial arts basically became the perfect vehicle for you because you couldn't know it all. Yeah. Because you couldn't learn it all very quickly, right? Mm, yeah, because I could learn it, because I could learn it easily. Right. You I can learn one martial art, you know, relatively quickly, mm -hmm. but to string them all together and combine them, that's what yeah. hooked you. 
that's no, that's a good thing because I, yeah. I can I can do that. Right. But you know, uh, so what I was trying to say is, in any sport that I do, I become good at it. Right. Quick. I get bored because of that. You know, I'm like, okay, I already proved that I can that I can do it. You know, what else? What else can I do? You know, so let's say my 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 next goal will be become the UFC champion. Right. Right. But that's not my ultimate goal. Like I wanna become a, maybe a, a race driver, maybe a pilot, maybe a business guy, maybe all of that. Why will I stop? You know, if I can keep on learning, I think the the best investment that you can do is on yourself. You know, and that, that's what I want to do. Like I want to learn stuff, learn how to do stuff, keep on enjoying my life. Plus, I know this sport is gonna end like one day, and. You know, I, I like to read about like what happens after athletes, you know, retire and stuff. It's a lot of the pressure, a lot of suicide. It's a lot of bad things happen. You know, I understand that. So I don't want to go into that path. And as I understand now that I'm young, uh, I don't want to get hit too much in the head. I want to uh, do the best that I can with the sport and with my health that I, now that I have and I'm still uh, young and uh, see what I can do for these next uh, couple of years that I'm going to keep on fighting and figure out what is going to be my future, you know, and yeah. uh, keep, on, keep on doing something exciting, keep on, you know, uh, keep on doing something that's going to bring that uh, competition out of me because I know that that, that, will, that will be a problem if I don't do something like right. that, you know. Yeah. So um, as I'm used to it and as I have this energy, you know, I'm, uh, it's something that I've been putting in my head, like, what is it going to happen after, you know? Yeah, I'm not you're thinking, already thinking that far. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, it's, uh, because I gotta be ready. If I start thinking this when I'm 30 or 30, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna get to 30. So I need to get better. And you're 28. 27. You're 27. Yeah, I need to get ready now. You know, for whenever I'm that age, like, okay. How does that affect you in terms of what your goals are in the sport? I think that if I can ensure that I have a place, um, that I have a place to live. That I can that I can have a vehicle to move, that I can have food on my table, you know, and everything else will be fine. You know, I'll I'll have my health, I'll have place to train. I don't think that will affect my career. I think doing that, like having more money or more ways to to be less worried about fuck, what happens if I get hurt and this is all what I have. Yeah. Okay? Now now I have more things, you know? No, I don't have to be worried about Fuck, I hurt my ankle four more months before I fight. Maybe more because I don't know if I'm going to get hurt again. Shit like that. You know, it's fucking sport, bro. Yeah. Fucking everything happens on this fucking bullshit. You got to be ready for anything. You know, that's what I like. I'm, I know I, I maybe haven't done the, the best yet, but I'm figuring it out. Right. You know, I actually post something today about this. Let me, let me see. All right, bring it up. He's going to the phone. Yeah, I'm going to the phone. Let me see. Something that he says. Uh, what is the secret of success? Right decisions. How do you make right decisions? Experience. How do you gain experience? Wrong decisions. That's it. There you go. What's that on your Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. What's your, what's your At username? At Pantera UFC. Pantera UFC. Pantera I know UFC. I follow you. I just didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's very wise words. Yeah, I, I steal it. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't make that up yourself. Um, 
So you mentioned, what if I'm a pilot? What if I'm a businessman? What, I don't know what. Right now, as you sit here and you're thinking about a few years down the road, what do you think you might try first as an experience to figure out? What I want to do first is become the champion. But as I'm doing that, I'm sure I can do little things like maybe invest in a property that won't, that won't take right. much of my energy. You know, I can invest maybe in a small business, you know, that if something happens after my next fight, right. I mean, at least I have that. R okay, gotcha. Know? Yeah. So, so now, kind of just spreading it out a little bit yeah, and seeing what might be a possibility. Yeah. yeah so it's now, not like you're going to trade school while trying to train. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not trying to do something else while being a UFC yeah, champion. Yeah, I mean, not, not, yeah, exactly. Not right now. No, not right um, now. Like for now, just focus on, on like being healthy, being become the become better in every aspect of my game. Like yeah. every fucking aspect. I don't care if like everybody's like you're really good at kicking. I'm still like I'm bad. I'm, I'm still like I feel like I'm really bad at kicking. You know, same at boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. You know, I'm always trying to get better. Right. It has to be. As good as it can be. As good as it can be. Yeah. So <clears throat> back to when you were kind of early on, you went pro at what, like 19 or something? 18. 18. Um, was the goal then UFC? Like, what did you think? Like, Nothing. What did you think? You start fighting for money. What did you think? Nothing. I fucking love it. <laughs> fucking, it. I, used to, I used to do it for, for free. free. <laughs> Fuck, now I have a referee and now I have fucking, they're paying me money and I use gloves. I mean, at least I don't have nobody hitting me with a fucking bottle in the fucking head or a fucking knife, a gun, you know, yeah. whatever. Fuck it. Let's do it. So it was easy for you. Yeah, it was easy. Yeah, I yeah. like it. You know, I loved it. Um, as you kept taking the fights, though, when did you kind of make it a little more serious or look to the UFC or have like career aspirations? First time, first time I got knocked out ever. That was like what, your second fight or third no, fight? No, that was, no, you can see that on my Sherlock record, but I had... That was my ninth fight. Okay. Oh, you had several fights that's not on your official that, yeah. record. Yeah. That was my ninth. Okay. And um, I got knocked out. So this was is it in that fight that we're talking about, though? When you got knocked out? When I knocked out. Yeah. So your ninth fight, but according to your official record, it's, it's yeah, earlier than that. I was, I okay. Wa yeah, my... So what happened? So what happened was I, I never... Put, I never. I will never say something that is gonna like. Oh, because of this, I was an excuse. An excuse, exactly. I talked to my friend. My my the, the friend the he discovered me. Ramon Garcia is his name. The promoter for which I fight first. Yep. He told me, hey, come on, bro, fucking take this fight. I need you to find this car in Chihuahua. You know, you know, you're big in Chihuahua. A lot of people wants to watch you, and you know, it's a good fight for you. Blah 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 blah. And I was like. Because I already fought this guy before, and I and I win, and then uh, he was like, "Okay, take this fight." Take I was like, "Bro, I can't. I can take the fucking fight. My knee hurts. Who you want me to fucking train? Like, look, I can barely fucking move. How am I gonna train?" And then he was like, "Please, bro, please do this for me. Please do it for me. I'm asking you as a friend. Do it for me. You can ask. You can ask him this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, motherfucker. Just because you asked me as a friend." To fucking go and fight, I will fight. You know, whenever you don't have the feeling of doing it, you, you shouldn't. You know, and I was like, fuck, okay, let's go. We start training, I started doing, oh, like, I went over, like, through the pain and shit. You know, in the fight, I was like really, like, was really aggressive. You know, I was like, really on focus. I was crying before the fight. I was like, like that, like, 
something is wrong, <laughs> you know? And then I went into the fight. I started really aggressive. And uh, in a moment, we were really close. The, the cage that I used to fight, it was like really, really small. So it was a lot of contact. Like three steps back, you were in the cage. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of those regional ones. Yeah, yeah tiny. Like tiny, tiny. So it was like you had to fucking, basically stand like blah, blah, yeah. yeah. So I was like really close to him. You can see the fight on YouTube. And uh, I kind of sleep, so I push him, you know? And when I tried to reach back, so I wasn't close to him. When I was going back, he connect me, and I went down, put my hand, put my butt in the, in the ground, I put my hands, and when I tried to, to stand up, he came running and plang. Oh. Like grab me, like like grab me right. when I was standing up. Boom. Yeah. And you're Grab and punch, out. two three punches, yeah. and then unconscious, uh, then wake up. Wake up and I was like, "Fuck." Okay, he got you. He fucking got you. Fuck it, you know. And then it was a fucking silence. Silence. Everybody, everybody was like, just, just his, his friends were like cheering, you know. He was like, ah, going wild and crazy and jumping over the cage and stuff. He goes, an hey, man, good, man, good, congratulations. And then I went back backstage. All the people was crying when I were there. I was walking by. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, hey, no worries. It's just a fight. No problem. I'll be back. No problem. And I went back there and I asked the guy, hey, as you asked me for the rematch one time, and I say yes. I want the rematch. You wanted the trilogy? Yeah. Do you want to do it? It's like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck yeah. All right. And then we shake hands. And then my coach came back, Ricardo Morales uh, from Juarez. He, he came and told me, hey, no worries, bro. Like, good things are coming. UFC is coming to. He told me that right when I lost my fight. Like, right after I lost. He's like, UFC is coming to Mexico. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Look, I just fucking lost. Like, and you're telling me this fucking shit? Of course they don't want to fucking lose her. They don't want to fucking lose her. They want winners. They want fucking people that can't fucking win. I lost this motherfucker. I need to get it, I need to get it back. I need to win again. Like, no worries, this, this means shit. This means nothing. You'll see. You'll get there, you'll see. And then the UFC went to Mexico. And I didn't have a lot of money like to, to go. As I'm telling you, you know, it's fucking hard. Right, yeah. You know, as I, as I was working and as I was... You mean you wanted to buy a ticket to watch? Yeah, no, I wanted, I, wanted to, to, I wanted to go down to Mexico City yep. to go into the... So Sean Shelby was there. Okay. So it was like a Tiltimate fighter mm -hmm. kind of. Oh, that's like, right, yeah. Yeah, yep. so he went down there and didn't, but they didn't have money to, to go to travel. So some of my friends helped me out. Like they, they collected money mm -hmm. and they, they, they told us, here. So you can see that was on the, on the news on, the, on Juarez, so I always fucking repost that, that stuff. They looking for UFC before we went there. And we-, we Looking for fighters for that season of the Ultimate Fighter. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was an invitation for fa from Facebook, you know? And, uh, and I started looking at it, and then I started, uh, my, my friends and family started like, doing the, the money thing, and they told us, okay, here's the money. We were five from Juarez. We dropped, we dropped 18, 20 hours from Juarez yeah. to Two, Mexico City. That's 20 hours? Yeah. Man, that's a bigger country than a 
Like, yeah, it's like it's less from, long. Like from like a paso, like literally. Yeah, Juarez is like right there. Down to Mexico down City. Down to Mexico City. It was twenty hours. Like twenty hours. Wow. Yeah. We were driving. Each one we were like driving. We uh -huh. get there late. Next day, uh, like at four four in the morning, and we had to be at the Renzo Gracie Academy, like at eight o'clock or something like that. It was a big distance, so we just kind of sleep, and then we wake up because we had to print this contract sign it and fucking go there and do this fucking <coughs> bullshit. Plus, Mexico City, high altitude and stuff. You know? yeah, 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 high altitude. But, but we, got, we got prepared for that. Like, I was getting prepared in Juarez for that. Like, right now, it's snowing, you know, in down, down there. So it gets really, really fucking cold. And in Mexico, we don't have, like, this kind of facilities. Right. So we were training in a fucking mat that it was, like, really, really thin. And it was so fucking cold that you could fucking easily broke your fingers. Like super, super cold. Like yeah. I'm not even fucking kidding. Like you were like training and you, you could see all the- The breath. The, the, the breath, breath right. Like sweating, like fucking- Steam. Yeah, yeah. steam, just like that. Where were you in like what a- is? Yeah, but like in a, like in a warehouse or it's in like a, it's a like gym a gym, or like, like, a, like, but like a, no like a warehouse, well, Like a warehouse, no insulation or yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, you just, I don't know how to even say it. Use this. Um, Aluminium thing on top. Right, yeah, kind of like an aluminum warehouse type <laughs> Just thing. like right. that. Like a hanger. Yeah, yeah just like, like that on right. the mat and the backs and stuff, and we were training there. That's hardcore, man. Yeah, that was not, but that was fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, I was like, I didn't even fucking care. Like, nobody cared about it. You know, everybody fucking cries about fucking mods and all this and fucking all that. Like, I invited you motherfuckers to go and fucking watch Hoist at Light to be training down there whenever you're like, have nothing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people don't understand about us. Like, we don't give a shit. We, we're born fighters. Like, we're born fighters. Right. You know, we're fucking born for these motherfuckers. Now, um, so you go down to the mm -hmm. Ultimate Fighter tryouts. Yeah, and then when I went down to the Ultimate Fighter tryouts, and then uh, I started doing all the trials. And I saw they were doing something with the paperwork and stuff. So I submit the guy in, in, the, like in the first round with a number. You know, he was controlling me from side, side mount. He was bigger than me. And I just lift one leg on top, grab his neck, armbar, and, and armbar. You know, and uh, I really tried to excel on the on the pads as well. You know, as I it was my best thing. Right. And um, I am. I think Sean Shelby was like, okay, I think he has something. And uh, I didn't knew. I, I went back to Juarez. I was working on the um, this natural store, like in the like backing up the product. You know, cleaning, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. doing all that, like uh, counting yep. how many inventory, inventory right, and all sure. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I received a call from the UFC, and they told me, do you have Skype? It has Skype. Skype I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, uh, no, what the fuck is that? They were like, okay, this is to do video calls, go and do an account, we'll call you. And up to what I remember, they told us that it was like three proofs, you know, like hitting pads, jiu-jitsu, and they wanted to see how you, um, like, Personality. Sport, uh, right. Yeah, like personality and stuff. Mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, so they started doing an interview on Skype, and, and my friend was there, Ramon, the one that discovered me. <laughs> and then um, my, coach, my coach and his wife were there in that moment. You know, so I was talking to them, and, and they, right when they called me, they were like, Do you have an idea what is this call for? I was like, No. This is the card that will change your life. Everybody start fucking crying. 
right, like, like right that. I was like, like, fuck. You, you have been selected to be, to be one of the 12 that is going to Albuquerque to the number one gym in the world, Jackson Academy. And we will have to collect some information from you to, to get you all your flight info and your all this and that. And I just couldn't fucking believe it. I just fucking couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. I, I didn't underst understood how big it was, right. you know, at that moment. Yeah. My family was waiting for my call, so I called my dad and was like, hey, dad, I'm sorry. They, they say, they call me, they just call me and they say no. He started crying and he's like, <laughs> he was like, don't you fucking give up. <laughs> it was inspirational moment. Don't you fucking give up. You know you're good, you know you're worth it. I was like, I'm just fucking kidding. Yeah. He fucking hung up. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't take it. I did the same to my mom. Same thing? Yeah. You so joked she, her? She was like, I didn't believe you. I knew it. She knew it? Yeah. She was like, she was like, cabron, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like, that, that moment right there was really special. Yeah. Because I found out like, People that he was there or he's been there since then is the one that is still here, you know? Right. And in this sport, you see a lot of fucking ups and downs and a lot of people that he comes into your life looking for something or, and then they, they disappear, they go, you know, life is always like that for everybody. You know, but, I'm, but I feel proud and I feel happy that I still have, like my family with me, nothing, nothing has changed for the bad, for the better. Yeah. You know, and my friends, still my friends, you know, and we, we have to stick together, you know. That's why I have a lot of following. All the people that go on and, and watch my fights know just because they, they like my style. Mm -hmm. It's because they're like my fucking family, you know. Right. They, they are been there since the beginning, and it's a huge amount of fucking people that yeah. is very fucking to support anytime. If I fucking fight tomorrow, China, I'll have my people with me, you know, at least. At least one will go. Yeah, you know? right, right, but I will right. always have somebody with me. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I have always been there for them too. Right. It's like. Right. Give and take. Give and take. Be there. Loyalty. Fuck yeah. So you go on the Ultimate Fighter, and then uh, you eventually win it. Um, Talk to me about that UFC debut, where it was for the Ultimate Fighter finale, and what mm. it meant to you. So you always have to deal with an injury going to a heat fight. Yeah. For that fight, I have injuries, bro. Like, so dealing to that fight, I decided to move up to Chicago because I knew wrestling was going to be a big, big thing on my career. As I talked to my coach and he was like, I think wrestling is going to be a huge thing. So you got to come to come to, up to Chicago and train just pure wrestling mm -hmm. with Easy Israel Martinez. So I did that. And uh, I became better by doing that and practicing every day, being focused just on what I had to be focused. And going into the fight, I had a lot of injuries. You know, it was like a really spiritual, really spiritual for me because I was about to drop the fight. You know, it was like going to doctors and stuff while I was going to Mexico. And, you know, I knew that was going to affect my performance. But I wasn't, but I wasn't willing to give up. I was like, fuck no. I won't let, I had to go through all this fucking bullshit to fucking get hurt and say, no, you're not going to fight, and then give the opportunity to somebody else. Fuck that. If I had to go in there without a fucking leg, I would fucking go. 
I don't give a shit, and I'm wanting to fucking win. Mm-hmm. So I fucking decided to... It was to, in Mexico. It was in Mexico, yeah. So it was against this um, guy from Nicaragua called Leonardo Morales. And I saw him fucking knocked out Mogli Benitez, which fucking... I saw Mogli fucking drop heavyweights at Jackson whenever they were inspired, yeah. you know? I was like, fuck, I better get ready for this motherfucker. Looks like he's strong and fast and stuff, so... Um, I get really prepared really well for that fight, and uh, it was a fun, fu- fun fight, yeah. you know, end up winning. Did you feel like you had arrived since it was a UFC and it was your win, and like, like what was the feeling like you win in Mexico, you win in the I UFC? I was like, fuck yeah, like now they will see, you know, like that. now they will see what I'm capable of. You know, I just needed, a, I just needed a, an opportunity to show, because I... I didn't understand at the moment. Everybody was like, oh, you're so talented. Like, you're so young. And I didn't fucking understand. I was just focusing on my shit. Right. You know, being, the, being better, being best and stuff. Being the best and stuff. And as I was doing that, I also spent time like on not being the same as anybody else. By not watching videos, by just doing what I felt that it was right. You know, and from my understanding, from my understanding, try to, uh, like, be- better, better it, uh, like to, you know, I don't know. Improve it. Like improve it. Yeah. To improve it, you know, different moves, different ways to fight. You know, as in martial arts, you have the, like the monkey or the, the mantis or, you know, whatever, whatever you want. You know, in martial arts, I think you, have, you gotta be able to adapt. So, if you always have uh, the same way of fighting, eventually they will find out who you fight and they will catch you. But if you are, you are able to adjust and change during the fight, you know, that, that will make you really hard, really right. hard to beat. You know, have something really crazy had to happen in order right. for you to lose. Yeah. You know, something like a mistake, a slip, or something, something, you know, something, something. Right. But if you are elusive, you are there sharp all the time. You are, uh, you know, willing to just, like, adapt, you know, and just fucking keep on going and think you were fucking always winning, you know? <laughs> How would you describe your fighting style then? Because you said you don't watch videos. You kind of do it by feel. Mm-hmm. How would you describe how you feel to, to kind of pull off some of the crazy moves that you do? How do I feel? How would you describe your fighting style? Just fluid. You know, I think I'm like, like flu. As my body is really fluent when it, when he's there. Like not even my Spanish is that flu like fluent. You know, like your, I, your body moves more fluently than fluently your Spanish. Fluently than my Spanish. Yeah. Yes. You know. That's what. That's good. Yeah, uh, I feel like I can be really smooth or I can be really aggressive. I can do crazy shit, or I can just stay technique and basic. You know, I can be slow, or I can be really fast. You know, it's up to what I see, it's up to how you react. It's up, it's up to how you approach me. It's up to what I learned from you before. It's up to what you say in interviews. It's up to everything, you know? You just take a look of everything. You study other, your everything. opponent's interviews? Fuck yeah. How, how, what do you get from that? If they're lying. You can figure that out. Fuck yeah. You can study that. It's yeah. body language, right? bro. You know, you, you, can, you can easily know whenever somebody's lying to you, right? Who, who last did you? <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy. 
Stevens. Yeah, his interviews about the iPod. I was like, I was so mad, bro. All right, let's get into the iPod. Well, but I don't want to skip over. Okay, so. <laughs> let's get to the iPod. We're 40 minutes in. You had some great performances in between then. Okay, so Jeremy Stevens, he was lying in his interviews, you thought, before your first fight or about the eye poke after? I just think, I just think it wasn't that bad. You know, I, I think he could keep on continue, but that's just what I think. I think that this is what I said in the interviews. I, keep on, I will keep on saying it because it's what I have studied. No, I'm not an expert. It's just what I have studied from books and stuff that I have read and from internet and just, you know, do that. Sure. As my understanding. I think whenever you, something like that happens to you, you and if you are willing to fight, you are like, oh, fuck. But you're trying to really fucking go, like. Like hold me back. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck. Like I can fucking, like you really can do it. Like you, like you look desperate and you can do it. Like you, you really try to get back at it. You know, like you're really trying to do something. Right. No, not fucking more. You know, it was like then somebody he's like this in the cage, and then and then somebody touches his shoulder, and he's like, like come on, bro, come on, man. I was like thinking that, like, wait, what are you doing that? You know, in the, in the fight, I was like, nah, I think he'll, he'll, he'll keep on going. You know, I was like, three minutes. I was like, nah, 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 he'll fight. Don't get this, get you, stay calm, stay concentrated. I was breathing, I was just trying to stay relaxed in the cage. I was, and people was going, wow, you was there. I was there. I think, I think people played a huge role. No, because, no, because I think Jeremy was like scared of me. You know, I used to think he was like kind of overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the situation because he told like, oh, at least people is gonna support me or hey, share for me or whatever. Everybody was like, boo. To him. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Am I lying? No. No, fuck no. Since, since right there, you were like, fuck. I was expecting, expecting something like, hey, or... No, instead you get a fucking boo since the beginning. That kind of gets you, I think. No, it has to. I mean, at some point. Right. And, and I think the fight was, like, really quick. You know, if you, like, I, I, I say all this and maybe some, some battle or whatever, but I, I hit him three times in less than 15 seconds. Three solid kicks in less than 15 seconds. That's not talking shit. That's just what it is, you know? And I think that was just so fast for him that right there in for that moment, whenever he, he figured out that everybody was screaming puto at him, well, like, fuck this shit. Why the fuck do I have to do that? Like, I already have this. He has fucking this thing to the floor, but I don't know how to say it. Like, we call him colbi, colmillo to the ground. You know, his, like... His jaw to the ground? Yeah, like, like he's fucking... He knows what he's fucking doing. A lot of experience. He almost tripled the, the oh. number of my fights. Oh, he's fight. long in the tooth. Long in the tooth, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's he was it. like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, high altitude, bro. Five fucking rounds. I'm not an easy fighter. You can say whatever. I'm not an easy motherfucker. I'll give you fucking, I'll give you problems. 
If you win, you, if you, win you fucking really have to go through fucking hell to get me. I have to be really good, you know, and that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when, right whenever he understood that and people was throwing shit at us or whatever, it was like, I'm out. Peace. You see that, yeah. bro. Fucking everybody saw the same. Right. What did you think of? What, what do you remember in the immediate time when the fighter, uh, when Herb Dean called it off? Herb Dean waves his arms. Your headlining main event in Mexico City is now disappointment. Appointment. Completely disappointed. Completely sad and mad at the same time. Because. It was like special, bro. Like walking through that fucking tunnel, like, and watching all the people, like, ah, fucking my colors, my people, my family there, you know, like, food, like right there, welcoming to the fucking cage. Yep. And my, my, what they told me and what my brother told me, you know, I was like, you, I felt like the best ever. You know, that's why, that's why I was so pissed. You know, my brother told me, this is, this is for day not to forget. Then you came from a small town, from a small ranch, to beat everybody in the fucking world. I was like, <laughs> okay, motherfuckers, it's time to go fucking down. Let's get fucking ready. This is, people don't fucking understand, bro. This is what I fucking love to do. Even if I don't fucking show it, whenever, whenever, you, whenever I'm in the cage, you can see I'm fucking laughing because I fucking love it. You know, if you fucking punch me and that doesn't fucking knock me out, I'll laugh at your fucking punch. You know, if you fucking drop me, okay, you, you get it. You drop me. Congratulations. Just keep on going. But if you don't, I'll, I'll fucking prove you that I can keep on going. I'll continue until, until I can't anymore. Yeah. Until my fucking body is just destroyed. I don't give a shit. I can't heal after the fight. Um, do you remember when Bisping grabbed you on the shoulder and you kind of yelled yeah, at him? But what, did I didn't, you, what did I, you say? I didn't understand. I, uh, so I was blacked out. Yeah? Blacked out. Like completely blacked out. I didn't know what to do. didn't know what to say or anything. And I didn't know that it was Bisping. Right. You know, i like, I don't hate the guy. <laughs> you know? I don't care. It was just was somebody like, was grabbing you on the shoulder. Somebody was grabbing me. Right. And I wanted to fucking exit out. Like, don't fucking grab me. But why do you fucking try to hold me? Do you remember what you said? Yeah. It, it was like... I was like, fucking, fucking puto. Yeah, but it was all in Spanish. All in Spanish, yeah. Do you remember what you said? Yeah, I remember. I was like, um... Oh, we can look it up later. Yeah, we can look it up later. But yeah, and then it was yeah, Bisping right there. Yeah, it was Bisping right there. And then some other guy was like, please, please, just chill, chill out. Like, we're national TV. Just relax. So, but I was blacked out, all excited. Just imagine, just being all excited, all pumped down. You're about to fight, and you start the fight, and then something like that happens. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Yeah. Right. What the fuck? You know, so I was like... Fuck. Yeah. So my brother... All worked me. up. Yeah, all worked up. And then... A lot of, a lot of time, money... Spent my family traveling from all over. You know, they bought planes, bro. Like, no, not the actual plane, but they, they like, full. Full, full commercial cabins. planes to get them down, to get to your get family down, down from Juarez. Yeah, like, it wasn't one. It Chihuahua. was multiple. multiple. A lot of people down there. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so. It didn't happen. <laughs> and it didn't happen, you know. 
What'd you say to Jeremy in the hotel the next day? So I was like, I was, I was like this in the lobby, looking tr towards the elevators. And then my coach was in front of me and I was, I was checking out. So I saw Jeremy Stevens and then he stopped like in front of me, like far ahead, like we we'll say 10 to 15 meters. And then he, he was with his back and then he looked at me and then who spoke first? No, I, I, tr I walk. I, I tried to. You walked to him. I walked to him. So when I walked to him, he, he looked away and, and kept walking. And I was like. What did you huh. want to say to him? Uh, I told my coach, do you see that? Like whenever, whenever you, you don't have nothing to hide, you don't have fear of confrontation. Because you know, you, whatever you do, whatever you say is going to be right. You don't have problems. I don't have never problems with confrontating with people. I don't give a shit. I've been doing dances. I'm a motherfucking kid. You know, and these fucking guys take me for fucking joke because I'm a nice guy. They don't fucking understand. You know, he was fucking saying he's Mexican and all this fucking bullshit. I welcome you whenever the fuck you want. If you think you're tough, go to where I fucking go. To where I fucking grew up to see to see whole fucking life is how to grow how to grow up is it like that. You know? So you can say you're fucking Mexican. You know? It's not just fucking, it's not just a fucking skin color. You know, it's a flag. You represent your flag. You're not fucking saying that you're fucking Mexican or anything like that because you want to gain public. You know, you represent your fucking country. Stick with it. You know, this is, that's what I do. I, I, and I say it in interviews. I love the United States because it gave me the opportunity to grow up. But I'm not saying that I'm American. Even if I, got, I have my green card, that won't make me American because I, I wasn't born here. I'm a Mexican 100% and I will ever be. Yeah. You know? Um, so did you want to confront him? Yeah. What yeah, did, I wanted, what I wanted did you to, want to say to I him? wanted to confront him and, and no, not fight him. Just, just ask him what's up. You know, so I was like from far away, like, hey, <clears throat> doing signs with my hand, with yeah. my hands, like, are you okay from the eye? Pointing to the eye. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah, like kind of like, like didn't like it, you know. He was like, yeah. So you're good. And then I, I walked towards him, and then she the guy was like, eh, please don't fight in here. I was like, no, no, relax. I'm going to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. My friends were like, hey, everybody was in the video. were like, fuck, 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 you know? And I was like, just chill. Just trying to talk to him and see what's up. You know, because I say this. If he was fucking, like, fake, you know, he didn't want to continue to fight, I don't want to fucking fight him. And I talked to Eric Del Fierro before, before I, before I saw him. Yeah. Right in the hotel, I talked to him before, and I told him the same. So he never took his, his glasses off. Right. And I told him, so are you okay? Can you see me? Are you fine from your eye? Like, yeah, yeah. And then what the fuck happened yesterday, bro? And then he fucking pushed me. Boom. And then I was like, ha, ha, ha. You're a fucking faggot, bro. The only one who wanna, who's going to have to live with that in their head for the rest of their life is you. So me, I'm fine. You're a fucking faggot. Let's, let's do it again. Like the fucking fight was yesterday, yesterday. What the fuck do you mean with do it, do it again? You were supposed to fucking fight yesterday here in my fucking hometown with my people. You fucking screwed, motherfucker. It was like super mad. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm a, I'm a, I've been, you know, like, I don't know. He was trying to say he comes from the streets and stuff like that. Get the fuck out of here. The fuck. In my hometown, it's not even fucking street where I grew up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you wanna fucking see? Like, I, wa I was thinking all this. Like, you really, you really think you're fucking tough? Are you think because I'm fucking younger, I've been less in this fucking game, I'm not fucking as tough as you, or I can be tougher? Like, fuck you. Like, whatever the fuck you wanna think, I'll fucking show you. 
you know? So you, then you fight uh, a month later, less than yeah. a month later in Boston. Yeah, it was fucking horrible, bro. Why? Because... It was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible to, like, to do, to have to do all, all over again. Right away. Because, because leading the first fight, I was, in, I was injured, you know? So yeah. I, yeah. yeah, so I had to, I, we always go with something. Right. You know, it's always something going on. Yeah. It's not like a fucking, oh, he did it because, amazing, no. So we always deal with something, you know, an injury or whatever. But I was, like, ready to go. Fucking that happened. And then I had to, like, for one week straight, straight, like, I wanted, I had a lot of energy. So I was, like, still, like, really upset, like, really fired up, you know, and really sensitive about it. And everybody was asking me about it. So it was hard, like, hard to, to get over it. So I started I start reading books. I started studying the interviews. I started watching all these that, I, that I'm telling you. I started studying and keep me more secure on myself. That I, the decision that I was taking was right. So uh, we took the fight, and you know I couldn't. I had to stop like running for the last four weeks of the camp. I couldn't do that. I couldn't kick too much. I couldn't. You see the fight. You go and go watch the repetition. Right leg didn't kick that much. It was left. In Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I was left because this motherfucker, you know, was hurt, hurting me. Right. You know, so I couldn't train really, really well for that fight, so, and I had to cut away again. Yeah. And redo all, all of it again, you know? So it wasn't, just because of that, it wasn't good, you know? Right. But it was better that uh, um, it was quick. It was good that it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. It was uh, quick. Man, I wanted that five-rounder. Yeah. Yeah, I was like fucking... Because after you fought three full rounds, and it was like, he had good moments, you had good moments... Mm-hmm. Um, when when the final bell rang though after the third round in Boston you guys kind of embraced and you put your arm over his shoulder or him yours and uh, like it was it was a nice moment to see you guys bury the hatchet what was said in that exchange I told them you are a bad motherfucker thank you for sharing the thank you for sharing the octagon with me it was it was I think I say it was a pleasure doing business with you yeah you know just like that. And he kind of he like, reciprocated. Yeah. You know? yeah, he was like, hey, you're good or, or something. I don't really remember really well what he said. Something like that. Yeah, you're really good, kid, or something like that. Right. And he trying to, he kind of clinched me, to like, play with me, like, right. leave me and stuff like that. I knew he was, like, kind of playing and stuff. Right. So I understand that, like, okay, it's over. But there's when respect I, there now. Yeah, respect now. Because because he he, he made me respect him. And, I, and, of course, he fucking respect me after that fight. Yeah. You know, but, you know, I always... Always, whenever you fight somebody in Me- in Mexico, at least it's this way. You go and fight, like, if you really wa- want to fight somebody, like, I re- yeah, let's fucking do it. You go fucking ahead, fuck yourself up as much as you want, and then after, if they both agree, shake hands, and most of the time they become, like, really, really good friends. Yeah. You know? That's what it happened. But no, no, it's not the case with Jeremy. You know, I'm not his best friend. Yeah, you're but, not going to be good friends, you but, know, you're, but you're okay. Okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Whatever, you know. So, I was okay before, you know, yeah. we started it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while we have still a little more time, we went out of order, but we can't not talk about uh, Denver. So there's a few things. Um, Denver, you take that fight against the Korean zombie on short notice, mm-hmm. and uh, you knocked him out with one second left in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that fight rank for you? Or where, where, what do you think about that fight? I just think, as I'm going to repeat this, I, I just think everybody is dealing with something before one of, one of their fights. 
And I think that fighting is really, really physical, but it's more mental. I think what it happened to me before the fight was what made me go and fight like that, that moment. Like... What happened to you before the fight? Yeah. In terms of what? In terms of health. Okay. In terms of, like, li like literally thinking that I was going to die. You thought you were going to die? Yeah. I thought that I was going to die real soon because... So I have a um, like story of, of cancer on my family, both mm -hmm. sides. And um, when... Uh, you can ask this to Lindsay and Cowboy because I was in the ranch. So I talked to Lindsay and I, and I told her my symptoms, like how I was feeling. She was like, you sound like a like Cowboy's 40... Cowboy's wife. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, Cowboy's wife. She told me, you sound like a 40-year-old like guy. You know, like those symptoms. So you got to go to the place that I work right now and get you checked out. But soon. And I was like feeling super bad. I couldn't eat anything. I was like dropping a lot of weight, but like bad, you know, and I was like, I was coming from an injury. I had two weeks to prepare. Like I was, it was, everything was going bad, like bad, bad, bad. And I didn't know what was going on until like, I went into the hospital, I get checked out and they did an ultrasound and they did all these exams uh, and they connect me right away to NIB. And it was like, but I just come to like, what the fuck is happening? This is supposed to be like quick. You know, I was there like seven hours with my brother. My brother was there waiting for me. And at one moment I was like, okay, no, fuck this shit. I don't, let's go. I, I gotta go. Like, I don't wanna be here anymore. I need to fight. And, you know, this can't happen anymore. You know, fucking, a lot of fucking bullshit already with the UFC. I don't want them to think that I don't wanna fight or anything. You know, I was like, I'm over it. You know, I just wanna, I don't, I don't care anymore, whatever. So I was trying to get this shit, and my brother was like, just fucking hold on, hold on. He fucking started grabbing me, like, hold on, just fucking stay relaxed. Stay relaxed, just, just let him do the job. I was like, fuck, bro, let's fucking go. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, let's go, I feel good. I'm good. He was like, no, 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 no. No, you're not good. Fucking stay there, motherfucker. So I, was, I wait a little more. So they bring this fucking, uh, the papers. And I was like, okay, so what is it? The doctor was like, can I talk in front of him? What? Yeah, it's my brother, yeah. It's like, okay, a couple of things I have to say. And then, uh, so I, we need to do more exams and stuff, but for now what I can say is like, you have a cyst in the liver and uh, you have a kidney failure. Um, we have to do more exams and stuff and see what's, what's going on with you, see, study this. Because I felt like a ball in here, like uh -huh. it was really bothering me. And, it wasn't letting me do anything. I was like, uh, like fucking throwing up, like with a lot of pain, you know, yeah. crapping in here. So uh, they told me that. And I was like, assist in the fucking liver? Fuck. And then I started putting my aunt's shoes. And then my Taekwondo coach shoes, he died from cancer. I was like, okay. Wow, I can't believe this shit. You thought you had cancer? Yeah. In that moment? Yeah. The doctor didn't say it? No. But we, did, we couldn't know, like we couldn't know with that. But that's why we have to do more studies. 
So they they told me uh, like a, a diet that I had to that I had to do stuff that I that I could eat stuff that I couldn't eat. I talked to my manager in that moment, and then uh, I talked to my friend Juan Archuleta from Bellator. He came right away to help me out with the diet and all that. And uh, you know, going through the process was the hardest thing ever. Like I was fucking like crying, praying every fucking night. Like <clears throat> so, I was like, it's nothing that it's doesn't it's nothing that will happen that will stop me to go and fight that day, unless. You got fucking called me before. Unless what? You got called me before the fight. You know. Unless the doctors call no, you. No, God. Like, oh God. Fucking, if you call me God before the fight, okay, fuck it. But that's the only way that I won't fight. That's the only fucking way that I won't fight because I'm tired of this fucking bullshit. People thinking that I don't want to fight. People because that, that was fucking, after the contract is after it all fucking after everything. So I was just over it. You know, I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna prove anything, but I wanted to prove it to myself. You know, you say, you say you're good, you say you fight anybody, anytime, but to myself. I always say that to myself. Okay, then go and prove that to yourself. You say you're the best, the best in the fucking world, then you gotta go, go and prove it to yourself, not to fucking anybody else, and nobody else has to know this. And you won't have this as an excuse if something happens, because that's not a fucking man's thing. You gotta fucking take it as it is. You fucking go and fight. It was the fucking hardest cutting way I ever had. Like they were holding me, I was fucking crying. They were, they were literally showering me, literally fucking doing everything for me because I couldn't fucking do it. So fucking weak. And even like that, I was with a fucking smile in my face because I say this and I, re I repeated this before my fight and I'll keep on repeating that to myself because that, that was a special moment of my life. If you know you're going to war and it's really possible that you're going to die how do you want to die? How do you want to die? You want to die sad? Do you want to die anxious, depressed? How do you want to die? I was asking myself. And I said, happy. I want, the mo I, I want that when the moment comes, I want to be happy. So, Live your fucking life happy because you never know when that's gonna happen. It may be this fight. You may fucking drop dead in there. You don't know. You say motherfucking fight and this motherfucker is really good. I know Korean Sumi for a long time. I know what he's capable of, you know? And I had to adjust my strategy. I used my fucking brain more than anything else in that fight. It was my fucking brain working, not my fucking body. Because every fucking step that I did into that fucking cage was with a fucking purpose. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's not, it's not like I, I thought it was a fucking dance move. Like, oh, I stood at this, and then this, and then that. No, fuck no. I was used being me, being fluent. As fluent as my Spanish, mm -hmm. you know, and doing the best that I could right there in the moment and enjoying it, being happy. Not like, oh, you, you, yeah, he was playing tricks. We was trying to pull him to fucking, you know, fire. Fuck no. Yeah. I was just fucking happy. I asked him. I lift my hands to say, what's up? At the end. You want to keep on going? Like, we can chill. Or we can go. He was like, okay. I, I went for him. Yeah. 
and then the album. He said yes. Right. You want to fight? Yes. I don't fucking speak Korean. Right. But his body fucking language told me, let's keep on going. Ten more seconds. All right. Let's go. And I saw it right in there, bro. I saw it right in there with the fucking light go- coming down in slow motion. Fucking elbow. Boom. <laughs> I couldn't fucking... I was like... When I turn back to my corner, I look at him. I don't know if it's a, it's a way to see me whenever I, I'm going towards him. At the end. At the end. Like, I do, I do a face like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were, I thought you were injured, which you kind of were injured, right? You already were injured before that fight. Uh, so everything hurt. Quite, everything, quite everything hurt. Korean zombie punches hard. You know, he he broke my nose. He connect really good punches. We both wumble a little. Boom with the punches. Okay, let's fucking keep on going. And in that moment right there, whenever I reached to my coach, I tried. I felt like I was okay. It's okay. You can relax. And then I dropped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I couldn't fucking move. Right. I was in so much pain, bro. But I, but, I, but I was like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. Fuck yeah. I was so proud. My, 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 my coaches, because like my family, nobody knew this. If they knew this, they will fucking will be going crazy in the fight. Yeah. You know, just my team knew it, and they were like, and a strategy, a strategy was like, Laying down in the floor, pull guard, and recover from this. Right. Because it felt so bad. You know, and then yeah. it wa- and, and in one moment I was like, I did it. And in one moment I was like, boom, I was trying. And then, no, no, fucking send up. I'm like, yeah. trying to find myself. Like, don't, no, 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 don't rest. Keep on going. You know, and then I went for the fucking other, you know. And then, you know, I was just trying to, like, okay, just... Just moment by moment. Just Don't take. Going. Just keep on going. Just keep going. Just let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You got him. You you you'll get him. Like you'll get him. In just matter of time, you see him. You know, I talked to Easy before and to my friend, and they were like, "Okay, what do you think? We studied two, three of his fights. One from back then. One from like the middle of his career, and the last one. And from that, you know, I was like." He's always really open. He always opens his arms like this. He walks whenever he's throwing punches. All the middle is open. I see a lot of targets in there. Meals, spinning kicks, front kicks, stop him. Like if he wants to fucking come forward because he's really aggressive, he will push me as back as, ba- as, back as I go, he will push that, Right. you know? Right. So don't move back too much. Stay there, rest, don't spend your energy. If he wants to fucking keep on going, pressuring you, stop him. Stop him, stop him, boom, punch him, move, circle out, okay, <sighs> relax. Yeah. He wants to punch you, boom, boom, fill him out, what he does, okay, relax. <sighs> Keep on going, just relax, He's trying to be really relaxed, trying to see every, every possible thing that he could throw to me because for me, in that moment was crucial. You're going down. You may don't wake up. Don't let him fucking hit you. Don't let him fucking drop you. 
don't fucking let him. It was like, has to be, had to be like really well done. Yeah. The strategy. <clears throat> there was no room for error. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Denver, two weeks of training, high yeah. altitude, Korean zombie, bro, yeah. fucking, with all this fucking bullshit that I'm telling you about. And I was like, okay, yeah, you can. If you get tired, you're fucked. Right. You know you're gonna get tired. Don't show it. Keep on going. Just keep on going until he fucking drops you. Like I told my coach, it's just two ways that this fucking fight is gonna be over. Mm -hmm. He knocks me out or I knock him out. There's no other way. This fight isn't gonna go the five rounds. <laughs> one second, one second one left. One second left. <laughs> it almost did. Wow. One second left, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I mean, but, man. yeah, I mean, I, that fight, I feel proud. Just because, not, not because just the, the, the hard that the fight was, you know, but what I proved myself. Yeah. You know, what I proved myself. Is that what makes me feel like? I can, I can really do anything. Whenever people say, like, you can do anything, or whenever people who doesn't have their arms, or whenever people, like, you know, struggle in their life and, and they can keep on going, you know, I was just thinking on that, like, this is nothing. You're fucking crying, and you're fucking this and that. Like, you just fucking go and fight, motherfucker. You just do it. Yeah. Enjoy it and be happy, and everybody, everything else will be fine. Your family, your life, everything will be fine. Just yeah. Keep on going. Keep on going, man. Yep. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, man. Uh, how's the family back at home? Every, everybody's good. good. Mm -hmm. And you live in California now? Right? Yeah, I move around a lot. Like yeah. in California, I go to Riverside sometimes and I stay there to train with my boxing at okay. Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. Yeah. And I stay with my, co my, my cousin. And then I go back to, to the ranch with Cowboy sometimes. Oh, back to the, his ranch in New uh -huh. Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then for the last camp, still I went to Chicago, you know, for my wrestling. So like uh, you're here until Sunday. Till thirteenth. Or till the thirteenth. So you're here till next week, and then where are you gonna go from Las Vegas? I think so. I'm I'm just uh, figuring it out if um, I'm gonna stay here longer. Yeah. But I think the thirteenth uh, is some fighting real rancho. If yeah. A friend is fighting, so I think Albuquerque maybe. Oh, well, I'll be there. Oh, nice. Okay, maybe I'll I could see on a non-fight week. Right? Or <laughs> <laughs> we can enjoy. Maybe that and then nice. after hometown, that's it. I, that's I awesome, man. Well, uh, heal up, get back in there, Thank and uh, don't retire too early because we love watching you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> awesome, Thank you man. for bringing some yeah, good shit. Thank, Thank you, brother. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, man. It was good talking to you. You too, man.